Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Happy Monday. Hope you are doing well today, that you've had a good weekend, that you're feeling refreshed, energised, however you need to be feeling uh, for this week and for yourself. Um, and before we dive into today's episode, a massive thank you to Gillian who joined us last week on the show. I had a fab time chatting to her and I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And today we've got um, an interesting conversation with Charles who is joining us and talking about his work uh, from a, a lot of research and time about life as a craft and creating this kind of masterpiece of your life. So really interesting um, and I'll uh, dive back in briefly at the end to share some of my thoughts and kind of what came up for me. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy this and I'll be back super quickly at the end. Hi everyone and I'm really happy to welcome today's guest Charles to the podcast. So Charles, welcome and if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Good morning Hannah, thanks very much and uh I'm currently involved in the um, final phase of development of something that's been going on for, oh, a good 30 plus years. Uh, and it's now being brought out into the public domain. Uh, and it's a, it's a research project that has resulted in a body of work that basically allows people to sit back and make sense out of what seems to be the chaos of too many things to think about every day. Uh, in your life and, and and what you're trying to make of your life. And we call it life as a craft. And it basically is around the idea, Hannah, that um, there are so many little bits and pieces of things to learn about life, but most of it uh, comes out as very unstructured, you know, in, uh, in a very intuitive haphazard way. Uh, and except for our college, university, or trade training, whatever that might be that was structured and it had a, a foundation and things to learn, everything else outside of that structure is, is very haphazard for a lot of us. Uh, leads to a lot of frustration, leads to a lot of trial and error, uh, bumping your nose into things, and you're just trying to kind of figure it out as you go along. So. The project and the program Life as a Craft uh, takes all of that uh, complexity down into five simple areas that you can look at in front of you and say, okay, yeah, I can see things I'm interested in today fit into this area, or I'm interested in other things, let's go explore. So that's what's being put out onto the internet. It's available to people, and that's what we can talk about. Yeah, sounds super interesting. And um, I guess as you were talking, and yes, there's definitely you know the university and those kind of things that are very structured particularly if you're going into some um careers where there's a very you know set path like medicine for example it's a very exactly. clear route um but for the other areas of our life what's the benefit of having a bit more structure in those areas uh it takes the i think for a lot of people the 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 confusion the frustration and or the worry 
about you know, what am I thinking about, what am I doing, and what are the right resources to plug into these other areas. For most of us, what happens is, as you said, if you're in medicine or something like that, and you come out, you've been trained to look at or you've been exposed to this body of knowledge. And even though you're not skilled in every area of it yet, because you've been exposed to it, if you come across an area that you're not yet practiced in, you're aware of it. And you say, oh, yes, yeah, I remember that from my schooling. And then they take you down into practicing it or something like that when you're in hospital or wherever you may be. But for all the other areas in life, you haven't even heard about them yet, a lot of them. Or if you have, you have no idea where are the authentic sources of high quality knowledge and training to be able to pick up on that and add it to your life. So a lot of it ends up being really haphazard. You know, we're intelligent creatures and we say to ourselves, I can figure this out or I'll use my experience to try to figure it out. But oftentimes, different bodies of knowledge, like internal emotions or parenting or your heritage, where you came from, you don't know where to start to look at those things. So it becomes a big you know, time suck on the internet and everything else, looking for places and people and things. And it becomes really patchwork. You know, There's no glue holding it together. And a lot of people just feel really frustrated by that. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And you said that you've now taken all of that complexity yes. of everything to five simple areas. And I wonder if you could tell us what those areas are. Right. So um, when you start thinking about all the different little things that come across your desk every day or at some point or another, for example, one, have you ever had any conversations with family or friends or other things about ancestry or family history or uncles or aunts or somebody that, you know, down the family tree? Okay. That's family heritage. That's element one. And all of us have a family heritage that we come from, some deeper than others. But all of us are growing up in different places in the world today. That's another part of your personal heritage, how you're affected by the world around you, the languages you speak, and the culture that you come from. And that's what you're going to be leaving as stories potentially downstream to the next generation that comes along. So if you think about how much family and personal heritage affects you as an individual, nobody's ever sat you down and taught you to think about it that way, but it has a big imprint on who you are before you even go out into the world. Second major category is all of us grow up in homes of one sort or another, right? So take a look at the home you came from. Was it well run? Was it not well run? Was it infrastructurally in good shape? Were there nice furnishings? Were there, you know, everybody had space to work or not space to work? You know, a lot of people run away from home at a very young age. So think about how important family and household management is. That's the second major bucket of things that we need to think and learn about. Third major element is, okay, so let's say you decide to set up your own home. You have your own apartment and or you go on to become a member of a household with a partner or something like that. Think about what it takes to run that home in terms of money in and money out. And that's the third major element that we're always thinking about or bumping into, personal and family finance. And if you don't have a structure around that and understand what is in that bucket, it hits you like blindly out of the, you go, what? Oh my, you get a letter in the mail and you're not prepared. <laughs> that, that fourth element is uh, called the, the human being and the inner human being and the outer human being. And we spend an awful lot of time on subjects surrounding that master category, subjects about who we think we are internally, what we think we might want to do for work, uh, thoughts about our physical self, our diet, do we exercise or not, so forth and so on. We spend an awful lot of time on an awful lot of subjects 
that fall into that fourth category. But if you have that fourth category and think about it, that's the area that we spend a lot of time fashioning ourselves. So that's the fourth master element. And the fifth final element is we're surrounded by tools and we use tools all the time in a thousand different ways. But many of us just reach and pick up a tool without knowing what it is and how to use it. And we harm ourselves. And a lot of us do significant damage to ourselves. So those five master categories, now that we've laid them out on a desk, if you were to take almost anything you're thinking about or working on in your life right now, it'll probably fall into one or two of those master categories. So when we've got we've got those kind of categories, how then would you work with those to then sort of change things in your life or improve things in your life? Right. So imagine you're sitting at your desk as you are right now. And let's put those five categories up on the wall in front of you, you know, left to right. There they are. Those, there's the five categories. So it's like sections in the bookshelf. Now look down at your desk. And what are the things that are on your desk right now that are subjects or topics that you're thinking about that are in your life? And you just you take a moment and you start to reflect. You say, oh, okay, well, I'm thinking about, you know, insurance. I, I got a car and insurance. Oh, element three, family and personal finance. That goes into insurance. Oh, I'm thinking about, well, I don't know what I'd like to do creatively to calm my mind. Oh, element four, the human being, the inner human being, calming your mind, topics. And so, so now you just start saying, aha, there's where all of these topics fit. And now you look down and say, okay, if I have too many things on my workbench right here, it's confusing. That's not good craftsmanship. Your workbench should be simple and be working on one, maybe two at the most items at a time. Otherwise, you're going to be distracted. So now you have this place to put them back up into so you don't forget compared to all these lists that people keep and drive themselves crazy. So there's a perfect idea of the first step that somebody could take in just thinking about organizing your life in a craftsman-like manner, right? That's life as a craft versus everything is spread out on your desk in a random kind of order because it just happened to fly by your consciousness, you know, 10 minutes ago in the morning. It's one example. So it sounds like you, it's kind of, you've got your like workbench of life and everything kind of has a place. And so when you have that, ah, I've got to do this thing, it has a place that it can go. And so you're not, I mean, you can't see my desk, but it's covered in paper (laughs) everywhere. So you're not kind of going, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed by all of this stuff. It's in that neat. I know where those things are. Oh, I've got a a finance thing. Well, I know where that is. It's there. I'm going to take out and look at it and... And that's the way we are trained in our trades, occupations, and professions, whatever they may be, vocations, career. That is the fundamental architecture for thousands of years that all of the trades and crafts have been using. They build up this body of knowledge and think about all the things in life. So that's a fairly good sized body of knowledge. They build it up. And as it starts becoming rather large, these trades and crafts, professions, vocations start saying, okay, Let's break these into three or four or five master components so that the new apprentice, the new learner can come in and look at one area at a time and begin to progressively see, oh, okay, that's the big picture. Now I see it. And they say, yes, now those are the master principles. We're going to take you down inside 
each of those master areas and look at the individual topics in there. And over time, four, six, eight, 10 years, whatever it might be, your level of competence is going to increase across those areas progressively as you move through and up, right? That's how all of our trades and occupations are, are structured. So we've just taken that model, which has been perfected over thousands of years, and said, bring it out onto all of the subjects you have on your desk beyond career and vocation and occupation, and use the same methodology that you are, the most of us have been trained in, and use it to organize life as a craft instead of life as an intuitive hit or miss experience. Yes. Honey, as you were talking, the word creativity popped into my my head, which was an interesting one, because I think some people might say, oh, well, it's so structured, there's no space for creativity. But actually, a lot of trades and crafts are very creative, aren't they? They so, certainly are. Yes, yeah. Hannah, you just hit the nail on the head. Ask any master you know, craftsman or craftswoman in their trade or craft, you know, whether it's medicine or, 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 or culinary art or something done with the hands, be a painting or a sculpture, whatever the case may be, ask those creatives whether or not there is structure and form and process and incremental practice and improvement and tools and the way that they use the tools, the way that they clean their tools, put their tools away, ask them whether or not there's structure. And they'll tell you that there's an extraordinary amount of structure, but look at what the end work is that they're producing. It's a creative work, but it's not a creative work through just slapping something on. They've come out the other side of 10,000 hours worth of practice before you see what's uh, that very intentional work that they've created at the end. Their masterpiece is the result of thousands of hours of practice and incremental improvement, right? And so that's one of the underlying concepts behind Life is a Craft is there is structure, there's process, there's practice and improvement, but then there's the excellence of execution at the end of that, and that if you don't do it, You'll be somewhat satisfied, but you know, probably not. You'll you'll think, oh, I didn't really get anywhere. You know, my it's mediocre, but yeah, it's okay, or whatever the case may be, right? But when you do something really well, you just glow, right? You're really filled with self-esteem, right? And that was based on not just randomness, you knew how to go back and do it again and get a little better the next time and a little better the next time. That progression is the way of craftsmanship. And that's what is another principle in this is to apply. It's not just organizing and processes and putting everything in a place where you can use it. And it doesn't have to be anal, right? But if that's your style, fine, go for it, you know. Uh, but there's the concept that now, if you're gonna get down and doing the work and focus on that one thing, go deep, deep work to get better at it. The result at the end of that is extraordinary work that usually attracts people to you when they see that work. They go, oh, I would love to do something as good as you just did. And what are you doing? You've got a smile on your face from ear to ear. Yeah, I I guess also, and I, I know you just said it's not just the process and organization, but I think if you've got paper piling up everywhere and you know, things popping into your head, or I mustn't forget that, so much of your, um, your headspace is being used just kind of trying to stay on top of everything and actually if you have got that 
and then you're able to kind of develop the excellence and actually when you come down to creating or crafting whatever it is you're crafting you're you can really focus on it because your mind is not distracted by <laughs> staying on top of everything else i mean true enough look at the way that you set up your podcast look at the process and the steps of everything you do including welcoming your guest prior to going on the air with here's the steps we're going to take now we're going to move into those steps now we're going to do the creative process which we're involved in right now and then as you sign off there's the post-production aspects that you will do there's the packaging there's the releasing i mean you are following a craft in the exact same and are you getting better at it by the way yeah <laughs> I, listened to, I listened to my first episode a while ago when i hit 100 episodes and i was like oh. <laughs> isn't it true right but when you hear the latter ep episodes that you have improved uh your your structure your style your questioning uh do you get a sense of self-esteem from that yeah certainly yeah. do right we all do right so i'm not telling anything that's not known or unknown but the 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 principle here is that we're not taught to think about life this way we're only taught to th think about certain things this way you know that thing called a career vocation or that thing called a hobby that you want to get good at or whatever it might be it's never brought to us as young children or even adults that all of this actually is related to one another. There is a context here and it's rather simple. There is a template which we've produced and you can go in and use it, uh, but it requires practice. It requires, okay, now I'm going to use this and organize and train your mind and then your body and then your habits to follow that. And we go to school for years to do that, you know, but, you know, folks are sitting down and they're, moving around the internet and elsewhere and rightfully so because they're interested and itchy to want to find the answers to things and then get to work on them and improve them and that's what we do it's by nature that we want to do those things and we oftentimes use the model or the structures that we're familiar with to try to find the way to approach that new topic and most of that model and structure comes from the way or the paths that we learned when we went to school yeah I'm feeling a little bit like I don't often play devil's advocate, but I just feel like I'm going to. For anyone who's listening, <laughs> and I definitely feel like I need a bit more craft. And I can see it actually when you use the podcast as an example, how I've kind of implemented that and actually makes it way less stressful to have that process. But for anyone who's listening, who's like, well, that sounds boring or I'm intuitive and that I don't think that will work for me. Do you have any kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, it's really it's really simple. The thoughts are, you know, your life is your craft work, right? And for the next 80 years, you're the one who's going to be shaping your own life. If you're not consciously shaping your own life, then someone else is shaping it for you. The powers and the influences around you, whatever they may be. That's entirely your choice. However, if you want to make sense out of things, such that you don't feel that life is rather too big for you and that you're always feeling a sense of uncertainty, then there are structures and ways in which you can organize how you look the lens through which you look, right? And it's, and it's rather simple. So if, 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 if you're intuitive 
and you like relying upon a moment of inspiration to do something and you run off and do it as long as you were not significantly harmed by that encounter you might just feel oh okay that didn't go but i didn't get hurt so yeah i'll go ahead and do that again god bless you because you have to do that intuitive well, what about if i did it this way do you think a craftsman or craftswoman in any trade does not do that we all do every single day right you're looking you're doing your trade whatever that is you're doing your podcast and then suddenly oh i think if i could try this i'm going to move this a little bit that way that was an intuitive moment of you know expression and you did it as long as it didn't destroy the podcast you were perfectly fine moving to the left to the right and doing that creative experimentation the question is if you do that too often and too far out to the ledge many times people hit the wall and when they hit the wall they get hurt they feel internally hurt or physically hurt whatever the case may be and so if you're in that place where you were did something intuitively and you got banged up a little bit and you have some bruises and a bloody nose and you'd like to continue to be spontaneous but without going to the edge too far or over the edge then there is a way to step back and look at things um and it's an approach. You have to be there to want to do it. Otherwise, it's not interesting to you at all. I think the the thing that really struck me that you said there was about, you know, if you don't craft your life, then it's going to get crafted anyway. And there's a, a lyric from a song that I really like, and it's a similar idea. Like if you don't make yourself, <laughs> you're going to get made some like anyway or somehow. Um, so having that conscious, what what am I creating? With my time here what am i you know working towards that's exactly right and that is that question leaves a lot of people in a space of despair what am i doing what the hell is the purpose of all of this who am i they're walking around a little bit aimless uh not feeling great about the situation or the circumstance and a lot of people will tell you, oh, well, you need a personal mission, you need a vision, you need a goal for your life, and so forth, so on. And then they leave it to you. You know, there's a lot of people that come out and give a lot of great advice, but go look at their work and say, well, where is the tool to help me actually do that and grab onto? And there's nothing there. They're fakes. They're just nothing else but chatterboxes, right? Uh, this thing, life as a craft, is an actual structure. You can go to the place, into this workshop we built for you. It's all structured this way, and you can take up learning these flavors and things. So how about this? One day, a little child says, hey, mom, dad, what's, what's the purpose of my life? Or you're a teen or something, and you say, you know, what's the purpose? What am I doing here? And what if somebody said to you, the purpose of your life, every day of your life, is to build a masterpiece of your life which will be completed towards the end of your life. And when that masterpiece is complete, you're going to leave that as a legacy to the next generation to build upon. And they're gonna tell stories about you. And you are going to be something that they take up that is this brilliant masterpiece that they see, and they're gonna learn from that. Now, if everybody thought of themselves as a masterpiece in the making, then the natural question they're gonna ask is, what do I need to learn and practice to make this masterpiece come to life, 
right? Whether it's an abstract masterpiece or whether it's a square angular masterpiece, that's your call. That's the, that's the craft, right? So when people say, I like the idea of being a masterpiece, that's, that's fabulous. Okay, now you need a workshop to go do that work. And that's what we've created for you. It's a really interesting concept. And I, you know, I've struggled with self-esteem and, and, you know, lots of that kind of stuff. And I think we can have that concept of maybe going, yeah, what, what am I doing with my life? But actually, if you, if people are viewing themselves as masterpieces, there maybe will be people who take it to an extreme. <laughs> really like Everyone, but, sure. Yeah. But, but for a lot of people who really struggle with it, I guess if they could see themselves as I'm a masterpiece, or I'm a masterpiece in the, you know, in, in uh, work in progress that's um, right yeah that's so right and, yeah. and so that becomes in and of itself the goal of your life and then people start saying well hey charles what's what's a masterpiece and if you think about what a masterpiece is hannah a masterpiece is a work of excellence and value that people can see the quality and the depth of workmanship. A masterpiece is something that is celebrated for the excellence of its execution. And remember masterpieces, I don't care what medium it is. It could be food, it could be language and thought, it could be clay, it doesn't matter, right? But if you are the material that you're gonna be working on as the craftsperson of your own life, then you say, wow, this, this material has the inner person and the outer person. So I'm going to learn about this material. And as I learn about it, and I practice my career and parenting and self, you know, in, in knowledge and whatnot, you start learning, I need the skills to shape this so that in time, it continues to grow and improve. And we just talked about what you feel when you improve at something. Right. When you see yourself gaining progress and getting better at something. So what if you see yourself becoming the masterpiece in the making? What starts happening internally to you instantaneously? It's like, wow, I'm making progress. Wow, I'm feeling good and better about myself. And when someone says, yeah, so so what you know, what's your what's your game? You know, what's your story? Well, I'm a masterpiece in the making. Now, that'll flip them for a loop. They'll go, what does that mean? Yeah, I really like the analogy. And as you said, it could be in all different disciplines, but even just thinking about art, that there are so many different types of art that some of them people go, oh, I don't like that. I don't really rate it. Like um, Tracy Emin's like unmade, <laughs> unmade bed and stuff, but there'll be people who think it is the most amazing thing ever. And I think that's a really good analogy for your own masterpiece. Some people might not appreciate it, might not like it, but some people are going to think it's awesome. And actually we're all creating our own masterpiece. They'll be different people will think differently about them and it's yeah and that's it that's 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 the important thing about this is that it, it when you see this as the ultimate mission or goal or objective of your life to make a masterpiece of your life and you start thinking about well what does what what goes into making a human being as a masterpiece you step back and you realize it's all these thousand different topics and things that are thrown at us through television and video and online and people chatting and, hey, have you seen this? And, you know, it's, it's overwhelming. And 99% of it is a rehash of the same old, same old stuff, just somebody else trying to say it in a new way. So if you step back and say, well, what do I need to do to make a masterpiece? You realize that there are those five elements that we talked about earlier 
are all the things that effectively are informing and imprinting you as a masterpiece. Your personal and family heritage element one has already done work on you before you're even 14 years old. Your family household and the way it was managed, element two, has already done work on it before you're 14 years old. Family and personal finance, whether or not your home was affluent, whether your it was, was, was poverty stricken, whether or not there was you know, difficult times and so forth, has already done all this stuff before you're 14 years old, has already had a significant impact on you. So then all of a sudden society and everybody around starts saying it around age 14 and moving into your teens, when you yourself are becoming powerful in your own mind and aware, okay, Little by little, you're going to start taking over ownership for your own life, right? Because, you know, we're done. <laughs> we did our job. You're gone. You're out there. And you're standing there. And it's like, we're giving you what we created during those first 14 years of your life. Now you're going to do whatever you're going to do with it for the rest of your life. And you sit back and look at it and say, well, what the hell is this that they've just given to me? And I'm only 14. So when you start realizing, that all of us are kind of in that place, the question becomes, what do you do going forward? And for those that are saying, I have no bloody idea, or I'm trying, but I'm, you know, have no organization to it, life as a craft, and those five components and the structure and the place that we've given allows you to go in and say, okay, I've got a place now, a workshop that I can go in and I, the structure's there for me. It's all laid out for me. And I can go ahead and use this for the rest of my life. Otherwise, you are flying intuitively by the seat of your pants. It's going to be hit or miss. And I pray to God that it's not hit. Because when you hit that wall too many times, you start backing away and saying, I'm not going to do this work anymore. It's too painful. I just can't get it. And you disconnect. You check out. And a lot of people have checked out of life. Thank you so much, Charles. It's, it's um, so interesting. And thank you for kind of everything that you've shared. I wonder if you've got a final thought on life as craft, you know, creating a masterpiece before I ask you my set questions. I ask everyone. Yeah, I would just say that I think people have gotten the idea that, you know, there is there is there is a concept out here. And that's all. It's more than just talking. There is a place that they can go, which we'll, we'll leave behind that if you'd like if you'd like to know and at least touch and have in your repertoire that there is a workshop that you can go to and see that structure before you and use it and you like the idea of making a masterpiece of your life, then this is a true real resource for you to be able to use and approach things that way. And what your masterpiece will be is up to you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on my set questions. I ask Here we everyone. go. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is what brings you joy in your life? Uh, I think uh, self, uh, self-esteem, self-purpose, getting better at something and see myself getting better at it and just saying, well done. Well done, you. Yeah. Also, I mean, that's a big thing because a lot of us don't say well done. <laughs> we do, we no. do well. So. Yeah. And when we do, we feel great about it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, my next one, sometimes similar, sometimes not. Uh, what makes life meaningful for you? That there is a an ultimate purpose during this, you know, transient period that I'll be here and then gone, is that if I can leave something tangible behind, a legacy for the next generation to build on, that 
is that provides the purpose and the meaning. Even though the work may not be recognized in my lifetime, perhaps the next generation in my family in particular and going out to the world will we'll, we'll find it. So my next two questions are around our overarching topic on the podcast, which is mental well-being and mental wellness. So the first one is what does mental well-being mean to you? That you have a sense of balance within your inner self and mind and spirit. These things sometimes are very fluid and they flow together. But oftentimes, if it's not what I'll call a critical medical situation or affliction or circumstance, uh, mental well-being is a state of balance in which you feel, um, uh, I would say, self um, a sense of calm and that there's not something creeping up and chewing you up inside all of the time. And oftentimes that has to do with that. I feel I'm okay and can take care of myself. And when you feel that, usually that means that you have a set of skills or knowledge by which you can manage things. So that's where mental well-being for most of us, I think, lays. I, I love the idea of okay anytime anyone uses okay because <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Um, and so my follow-up is always for yourself, what you do to look after your mental well-being. Uh, I do practice life as a craft. So that means that I am always kind of looking at, um, is there something that I can do today that improves this a little bit more because I'm leaving this behind as a finished work. So that becomes the ultimate purpose. Are you leaving a work behind for the next generation? And that on a day-to-day is what I'm thinking about because it then causes me to have to improve something on that given day because I know I'm not going to be around to explain it. So it's going to have to be here by itself when I'm gone. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much for that. Um, My next question is sometimes a bit of a challenge. So we'll see. How would you describe your own mindset? Uh, I would say it is uh, focused on the idea of craftsmanship, which is the excellence of execution in anything we do. And in order to become excellent at something, meaning do it well, on a consistent basis, it requires practice, repeating the same process and improving that process. And the the key, I think, to that mindset is um, accepting that craftsmanship is based on um, is based on commitment to wanting to improve. And not that you're born with, uh, you know, genius level capacity in everything in your life. And that, so that as a normal mortal, <laughs> one can uh, become better and good, and in some cases master what you're doing. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you for that. Uh, the next question is my favorite one to ask. Um, so I think already given people lots to think about and to kind of action. Um, but we like to leave people with between one and three top tips of things they could try in their life that could be really impactful. So do you have a top one to three things for us? I do. Top number one is life can be practiced as a learned craft. There is a structure. There is a template. We've made it available for you. And if you would like to see what that is and use all or pieces of it, that's the top number one tip. Otherwise, you can make it up as you go, and that's your choice. The second tip is that if you 
do decide that, yes, I like this idea of life as a craft, and it's both intuitive and creative, but structured, then becoming the craftsperson of your own life is part of your goal, to get better at being good at what you do. And that third thing is you are the primary material that you're going to work on for the rest of your life. And if you do it well and craft it well with intention and with, you know, a a plan, but a plan that has creativeness in it at the end of your life, your life is going to be a masterpiece. And you're going to be amazed at yourself when you look back and say, now I leave this to the next generation. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for those. Then uh, a recommendation question. So I love to read. Uh, you can't see all my books behind me. I'm also a big fan of TED Talks. Um, so I don't know if you've got a book or a TED Talk recommendation of something that's been really impactful in your life that you'd like to share with us. Not anyone in particular. The more that I've read, the more that I uh, realize that a lot of people have just copied and redone other people's work. Um, but what I would like to do as a recommendation is to say this that if you look into your life, everyone listening to the podcast, and look at something that you had to study and learn and practice and get better at and sometimes good at and sometimes you may have mastered it, think about that structure, think about the joy that it brought you when you mastered it, and let that be a book within your life that you can draw upon as the method, commitment, and structure that you can apply to any other area of your life and eventually become that masterpiece. So your life is the book. Do you know how to read it? It's a big question. <laughs> so I have a, um, I need to stop saying new question because, um, well, it's still fairly new. Uh, my other questions have been kind of with me for the beginning and then every now and then I'm like for a new question. And um, So this one also may be a bit of a challenge. Is there kind of one thing that, do you would suggest that could make the world a better place? What would that that one thing be? I guess it is that as, as much as we need to work on things that others have broken outside in the world and make a better place, which is unfortunate that we have to spend so much time doing that, um, that when it comes to our own selves, um, the more that we are satisfied with the work of our own life on our own life to balance it and you need to have a curriculum if you will to to know what that is otherwise it's unstructured and you, you never seem to have the the guidelines for it that certainly makes the world a better place for you when you feel as though you have a pathway that that's for all of your life not just your career and when you have that, I think that helps to make you a better person. And certainly the more better people we have in the world, the better place the world becomes. Yeah, absolutely. Charles, thank you so much. That brings me to my final question, which is where people can connect with you, where they can find out more about Life as Craft and all the details. We've just opened, Hannah, uh, lifemasterpieceworkshop.com. Uh, people can go there. That's the latest. It just opened several days ago. Uh, and, and all the content for decades from books and journal writing and all of that has now been placed in the structure we just talked about today. Uh, people can just go in using you know, an email and their own private password and enter into the workshop and it's there waiting there for them. There, there's no cost to use it. Uh, it's there as part of the legacy. 
So I strongly invite them to go in and have a look around um, and, and see what's available. And I think once they see it physically structured, they'll go, oh yeah, that's what that chap was talking about. So that'll help. Yeah, and we'll absolutely link in the show notes so people can find it nice and easily. Lovely, Hannah. There. Thank you so much, Charles, for, for joining us. It's been so interesting um, you know, to hear about the method and to think about it. And I'm definitely going to take a look because I often am a bit more of the kind of intuitive, unstructured. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, yeah, thank you so much. You're lovely. Thank you, Hannah. So thank you to Charles. And I'm trying to be more succinct in my intro and outro um, to keep the the set the sessions to keep the episodes maybe they are sessions I don't know um as as kind of short and uh, snappy as possible we have quite in-depth conversations I don't like them to be too short but also uh, you've got lots of lots of stuff on and your time is precious so trying to fill it with kind of good quality stuff that you can take stuff away from so a couple of things I just wanted to say the song that I referenced uh, if anyone is interested uh, with that quote I really loved that Charles said if, uh, if you're not consciously shaping your life someone's shaping it for you um, and so I was referencing a song called Make Yourself by Incubus who are awesome um, uh, so I thought I'd share that in case anyone was like well what is that song and uh, they have another one called Drive I think that's got a similar kind of feel about you know if you're not in the driving seat of your own life then then who is um, and so they're ones sometimes I'll come back to when I'm sort of wanting to focus a bit more and, and maybe do more of that kind of conscious creation and planning of, of my own life. Um, I've also, I sort of mentioned about structure and I've, I think I've said in previous weeks about having felt a bit sort of adrift over the summer where some of my sort of structure and routine has sort of slipped because of the, the nature of my work, I guess. And this week I have been making a real conscious effort in the mornings to, to get up, to have more routine um, and to, to do some kind of nurturing things first thing. And actually, although in some, some ways I was more tired because I was getting up early, not snoozing my alarm, actually I felt more focused, more productive, in, in a better mood. And um, actually then I was going to bed earlier because I was sort of a bit tired and took a little while for the sleep to sort of catch up. And then... Uh, it's Saturday as I'm recording this. I did have a lion this morning a little bit, not as much as I maybe had would have previously. Um, and I didn't really follow the same routine today, but weekends might be a bit more relaxed, but I definitely think I'm going to stick with that. So in that sense, I, I do feel that when I have some routine, when I've consciously thought about things and put some structure in, I can feel more focused, more productive. And particularly when those things I put in are things that are really beneficial for my well-being that sometimes will slip otherwise if I don't plan for them but at the same time I yeah I, I'm sort of um I guess not fully committed to the, the full structure I'm a little bit of a skeptic I, I feel that sometimes I have these bursts of creativity and an impulse and intuitive uh, things which can lead to amazing places when that when I follow them and so I think for me I definitely have maybe have more of a balanced approach so not full-on in the just intuitive because actually then if I don't carve out that that structure and routine then actually my, my well-being is impacted and um because <laughs> before this week I was just lying in a lot and just watching NCIS on tv and and not in the best place because I wasn't following that routine and, and I guess maybe with my mood and the changing season I was in a bit of a funk and so actually I wasn't feeling inspired or anything and um but I'm not fully I feel like I need to have some routine, but also some space 
for their creativity and their impulse and their intuitive things to come through and it's that balance and I feel like that's a big word maybe that's my word of this year (laughs) like last year it was kindness which is still really important but I think balance and one of the things with the show is we try not to be too much to the extremes of all this or all that and and I feel like for me personally as I've said before I love having these conversations and really thinking about things and and exploring my perspective and I think it comes back to balance to having some structure and routine but that freedom and that space for the other things to sort of pop up and come in um so yeah maybe balance is the word of the year I don't know um and then the last thing that I wanted to to just reflect on I guess or encourage you to reflect on is that idea of purpose in life and um and so Charles talked about this idea of a masterpiece of your life maybe being a way of viewing purpose in your life and I think it's interesting. I've been down a uh, philosophical existential rabbit hole recently. I discovered a new podcast called The Pan Psychast, which I love. It's um, it's pretty much pitched at uh, A level RE and philosophy students, and I I did I did philosophy A level a while ago now, but also it is broader than that. And they sort of present these theories, they discuss them, compare them, and it's the kind of thing that that I love. And I've been in an existential um run of listening to them and existentialism is something I'm really interested in generally um and I'm not going to get too sort of philosophical but within that and they also talked about um so so with the existentialism they talk about people like Sartre uh, Kierkegaard and then they talked about Albert Camus who actually is like an absurdist and and it's interesting though that the idea of purpose and you know if there is a meaning of, of life and people who don't have a religious sort of purpose that idea is it that we are creating our own purpose or creating our own masterpiece of life or is it a sort of more absurd approach of going well there is no purpose so um yeah (laughs) and it's I guess it's a it's a big philosophical question isn't it to end with of what is the purpose of life what is the meaning and 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 you may have a very clear idea of what it is whether it is a religious a spiritual um a, a kind of vocation driven one whether it's family connection creating a masterpiece of your life or you might not think there is a meaning to life or purpose and you may have all kinds of thoughts and feelings and responses to that so hey it's a big uh, existential question on a Monday but I think it's interesting to to think about and and to reflect on and yeah I don't well I don't think there is an answer <laughs> um but yeah I'm going to leave that with you. So as much as I was saying succinct, there you go. I've uh, not been that succinct and I've given you this big old question to ponder. But I would love to hear any thoughts on um, on where you are on this idea of the sort of balance between structure and intuitive. Purpose of life. Do you feel that you have a purpose to your life? Um, how do you feel about this idea of crafting your life? You know, if you've got tools or anything like that that you want to share, uh, please do connect with me uh, at psyche coaching p-s-y-k-h-e coaching on facebook instagram and twitter and we will be back next week with another episode for you when i'll be joined by avis Uh, so until then as always take care of yourself be kind to yourself and i'll speak to you soon bye for now